The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are, as a church, embarking on a very, very special prophetic journey in this second half of the year. And we want to start with this teaching this morning or this series that we have themed next levels. Somebody say next levels. And I believe that in a very simple phrase captures the intention of God for all of us. First of all, all of us as a church and for everyone individually. Glory be to God. And what I want to do, starting this morning and in the subsequent teachings, is to um, begin to share with us the things we need to have in place in the church um, so that everyone that is a part of the church can contribute their own part. We talked a lot in the first half of the year about... Um, Everybody just doing one role or the other. Every part, everyone contributing his own share for the community to be able to thrive. And we need to continue doing that. So it's important for all of us to know what is required of us collectively and even individually so that we can really really experience next levels, genuine next levels from God in our lives. It's always a matter of time. Um, you are going to need another level in life. It's just the natural order of things. If you think about education, you start from nursery school. After a while, you have to go to primary school, whether you like it or not. Even if you didn't learn anything on that level, a time will come that will throw you out of school. Go and do something with your life. Just go to your next level. Even if they can't even promote you to primary school. You can't be 18 and they will still allow you to stay in nursery school. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So it's the natural order of life. Progress, promotion, it's natural. At other times, we need next levels because it's an existential threat to where you are. If you stay where you are, you are going to die. It's actually an existential threat. The baby that stays in the womb after nine months, ah, I don't want to go out. I love this, my mother's womb. There's always food to eat. There's always things to drink. I'm always comfortable. I, I just have to chill here. <laughs> you will die. So apart from it being natural order of things, sometimes if you stay where you are, you are threatening your ability to remain alive. Sometimes we need next levels because... This one is even very personal. You are just tired of where you are. I mean, you are, you are tired. 
I've been there, I've done that. I need another experience. Glory be to God. And sometimes the situation of life actually pressures you. You, you may be comfortable, you're in your comfortable zone, things are going well, but something just happens. The economy of your nation is threatened. Food that you used to buy for, Pastor was telling me something she used to buy, let me just give an example, I can't remember, 400 Naira before, you now go to the same, the same market, the same country. They now tell you that this thing is now costing 1,200 Naira. So whether you like it or not, you better go to a next level. Why? The forces of life have come to put pressure. You, you, you are okay. If left to you, you are okay. So they, they, they can, we can talk about the myriad of reasons why we need next levels. But I can be sure every single one of us can look into one way of our lives and Find the reason. And you need to convince yourself, I have a reason for doing what I'm doing. Why I need next. Sometimes it's just to plan. To plan ahead. I was listening to someone speak yesterday. And she was talking about how companies compete. And she was just reminded of a story. There was a time, some of you may not know this, but those of you that are older. There was a time, the way we used to watch videos was, was VHS cassettes and Betamax cassettes. How many of you know what I mean by VHS and Betamax? Just wave your hand. Let me know whether I can use this illustration. <laughs> All right. And there was a time they were actually competing. This was before the internet days. With each other. And the time came, I, I, I mean, I didn't even remember that, but yeah, I think she was correct. Actually, she said this. So in the end, VHS won that battle, but it was a useless battle to fight. Useless in the sense that <laughs> both of them, forces were going to come that would make them irrelevant. Not long after that, CDs came. And after that, CDs too became irrelevant. So sometimes just because we, we just need to, and this is another reason why we just need to plan ahead. What you are doing now five years from today, ten years from today, it may be useless. If I'm making sense to you, shout a loud amen. amen. Hallelujah. So I tell you, whoever you are, wherever you are, even if you are not threatened because of what's going on around you, even if time has not yet come, even if oh, you are still okay where you are, just for the purpose of planning ahead and thinking ahead and positioning yourself ahead, you need to start calculating and getting yourself set for the next level. Somebody shout next level. Yes, Hallelujah. And we're going to focus on that very, very mightily as we start the second half of the year. Quickly, because of time, I want to give you two things this morning. Two things you need to put in place. And these are not things you are probably not familiar with. So just listen very attentively. Number one. This is the first thing I want to talk about this morning. In the time of prayer we had yesterday, we touched on it. This is the first thing you need to have in place for your next level. Somebody shout my next level. As a church, this is the number one thing. This is the primary catalyst of ushering people into next levels. The Holy Spirit. 
Number one is the Holy Spirit. And what we have to do as a church, and everybody that is a part of this church that is interested in experiencing next levels, what you need to do at this time is to embrace the Holy Spirit like you've not done before. Pastor, what are you talking about? I'm telling you very simply, if you need a new level or a next level, for whatever reason it may be or reasons it may be, the person you need, the primary person you need right now, more than ever before, is the Holy Spirit. Or if you want, you can say God. Or if you want, you can say Jesus. But God and Jesus are in heaven. The primary party in the Godhead that we have on earth with us right now is the person of the Holy Spirit. And very, very simply, what we all need to do, what this church needs is to, and that's why I believe I was inspired to sing that song, is to create this atmosphere and this space where the Holy Ghost feels comfortable and welcome in our midst. And that's what you need to do. You need to make the Holy Ghost welcome in your life. Welcome in your home. Welcome in your business. Welcome in your career. Welcome in your academics. Welcome. He needs to feel at home. He needs to feel comfortable. So that he can begin to do what he has been assigned by heaven to do. And that in doing what is assigned by heaven to do will prepare you, equip you, enable you, position you, and make you ready for your next level. He will even be the one to take you there. He will usher you in there. He's the catalyst for next levels. Somebody that is hearing me this morning, shout, I hear. So Jesus told his disciples, and by extension the church, when he was leaving, I'm just going to refer to some of these scriptures. Um, we won't even take the time to read them. Um, projection can just put them up. If you read from John 14 to 16, I'm going. Jesus was telling them, but I will send you another helper in the person of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to send you the Holy Ghost. You know this. So he knew a next level was coming for the church. It was going to be the era of the body of Christ. The Christ himself had come. He was about to go to the cross to do, his, to do his job, to die for humanity. And the next level or a next phase was coming. And he told them, I'm going to send you another helper. Put that up in Amplified for us one more time. I think I'm going to use the Amplified Bible a lot in my teachings this second half. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you another helper, another comforter, another advocate, another intercessor, another counselor, another strengthener, another standby. We'll talk about this as the sevenfold ministry of the Holy Ghost. And these seven things are things you need to be operating in your life fully to get you ready for what is coming. 
You know the story in Acts chapter 1. He told them, wait, tarry is the Bible language. Wait for the Holy Ghost. And they were in that upper room for several days after Jesus died. He said, you will be endued with power. Acts 1, I believe from verse 8. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And you will be able to do what I'm asking you to do. Be my witnesses. Go and tarry for the Holy Ghost. Go and wait for the Holy Ghost. And be sure that when he comes, he came on the day of Pentecost, you are set to receive him. And thank God they received him. And thank God those scared, ignorant, ordinary people, that's what they call them. They stepped into their next level. You will step into your next level this season in Jesus' name. Yeah. Hallelujah. We were praying yesterday and God reminded us from John chapter 7, from verses 37 to 39. That all the answers we are looking for, all the solutions we want, it's actually inside of us. Somebody say, the answers are inside of me. Put your hand on your belly, say, the answers are inside of me. The solutions are inside of me. So Jesus said in John 7, oh, come and drink of me. Verse 39 told us he was referring to the Holy Spirit. He was not talking about himself. Well, he was talking about the Holy Spirit, but he said, come and drink of me. Why? He and the Holy Ghost are one. So whether it's Jesus we are saying or God we are saying, we are just saying the Holy Ghost because that is the person of the Godhead that we are going to need more than ever before. This is it. Come and drink of me. He said, if you are thirsty, and he used that analogy of us being thirsty with water, so your own thirst may be financial, it may be marital, it may be you are just tired of where you are. You just want something better for your future. He said, this is what you need to do. Talking about the Holy Ghost, come and drink of me. And that talks about times of prayer and fellowship. Come and fellowship with me. Like the apostles did in the book of Acts. In that upper room. They were there for like 50 days. Tarry, praying, fellowshipping with God, seeking him, waiting to hear from him. Come and drink of me, drink of me. Receive, put that John um, 14, I mean John 14, 16 for us. Receive of my comfort, receive of my help, receive of my strength, receive of my advice. Your advocate as your lawyer. Don't go into the courtroom of life, ignorant. There is no body that is facing a serious law situation. And you go into the courtroom, ignorant of the law. You go with an advocate. This is what to say. I don't know if you are following the news, this investigation they are doing in America. Some people, they, when they bring, they come with their lawyer. And when they ask them a question, they will say, look at their lawyer. The lawyer say, plead the fifth. Say the fifth. <laughs> the fifth. That's the work of an advocate. Some of you, you go and say something that the devil will now use to hook you. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Yeah. You know, an advocate, you plead the fifth. If you plead the fifth, we will walk out of this place alive. <laughs> Praise God. That's that drinking. Glory be to God. Somebody say, Holy Spirit, you're welcome. I can't hear you. Say, Holy Spirit, you're welcome. And this is the key. Please hear me. Hear me very well. Because this is what God told us to do. We got this instruction yesterday. You 
you come to him like those apostles came to him and we are drinking, we are fellowshipping, we are praying, we are receiving instructions, we are receiving strength, we are receiving comfort so that we'll know exactly what we need to do in the courtroom of life. Hallelujah. You keep drinking and drinking and drinking and one major thing is going to help us to do this month is he's going to help us as a church. Please hear me very well. And as individuals, you are going to make discoveries. Hallelujah. That's what came out in our prayer time yesterday. Discovery. There are things inside of you that you don't know. Glory be to God. We are praying from Jeremiah 33. Come on, call upon me. I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know of. That you are ignorant of. He will help us discover. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So we announced yesterday, and I want to announce it again today, every Saturday in this church, we are going to be having a prayer meeting. In fact, we are going to be calling that prayer meeting Discovery. It's really not a prayer meeting. Please hear me, hear me very well. It's really a leadership meeting for the church. And um, the pastors are really going to be involved in it. We've divided the way we run church um, into different, we call them work streams. There are pastors leading them, there are leaders under them. But every Saturday, there will be a group of those work streams coming to meet in church to pray, to wait on the Holy Ghost, to drink. This is for church. They say to drink and to get what we need. And we are now going to pass that down to the whole church. Everyone is invited, particularly those of you in leadership. That's why we keep encouraging you to be a part of the workforce. Be a part of the workforce. If you're part of the workforce, you'll be under a work stream. There'll be a pastor or pastors in charge, and you can work together. And the Saturday where your work stream meets, you can come here with us. It's going to be from 7 a.m. I don't know how long it will be, but a few hours, yeah. And we will drink, and then we will hear, we'll strategize, we'll decide what we want to do. Glory be to God. And anyone is invited. If you want to be coming every Saturday, if you're that hungry and that desperate, you're welcome. You can join us. Of course, you're going to join us. You're going to plug into a workforce. You're going to be part of the work team and things like that. But we, we are out. And on a personal level, this is what you should be doing. Be out to make discoveries. Discover. This six months of your life, what is it? Let, let, let's look at this text. I, I quoted it earlier on, but look at it again with me. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I believe we're all familiar with it, or most of us are. From verse 6. 1 Corinthians 2 from verse 6. Please listen to this very carefully. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom of God, and this is what I want to bring out, ordained before the ages for our glory. And if you read further down, when you get to verse 9, it says, I has not seen, ear has not heard the things that God has prepared for those that love him. And he said in, I think, verse 10 or 11, God reveals these things to us by his spirit. The utterance that he said we are speaking, it comes by the Spirit. 
I, I want to remind you if you already know these things. But if you don't know this, hear me very well this morning. Please give your neighbor a gentle elbow and say, listen to what Pastor is saying this morning. Hear me. This is why we are calling it discovery. There is something glorious that God has hidden inside of you. Hallelujah. Somebody say there's something glorious God has hidden inside of me. What you need is to make discovery. If you discover those things, you will come into next levels. Hallelujah. You will come into next level. And you can't discover those things without the help of the Holy Spirit. And to receive that help of the Holy Spirit, you need to come to him with a thirst and drink and drink and wait on him and talk to him and hear from him and lean on him and receive from him until something rubs off on you. Someone hearing me this morning, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. If you can encounter that, you will experience new and next levels in your life. Where is, praise God. So we're setting that up. Anyway, these are not things we've not done before in church. Thank God we know anything or two about doing this. Somebody say the Holy Ghost. I can't hear you. Say the Holy Spirit. Say you are my ticket, Holy Spirit, to next levels. Are you clear about that? Quickly, let me talk about the second one. And then I begin to close this morning. Colossians chapter 3. Interestingly, this text here came up in our family Bible study. It was the memory verse we gave our kids to learn over the last two weeks or so. So I was just meditating on it in the course of the week. And the Holy Spirit started speaking to me about it as well. Colossians chapter 3 from verse 1. What do I need to do? What do we need to do as a church? To experience next levels. Colossians 3 verse 1 gives us something very powerful. If then you are raised with Christ. Can somebody shout I've been raised with Christ. Say with me I'm seated with Christ. In heavenly places. Far above all principalities. Hallelujah. So this is talking about us. The church. If then you are raised with Christ. Seek those things which are above. I'm going to talk to you a bit about that in the coming teachings. Seek the things that are above. Where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things above. Things above. Set your minds on things above, not on things on the earth. This is a powerful key for next level living. So you're already someone that is embracing the Holy Spirit, leaning on the Holy Spirit, drinking from the Holy Spirit. This text now telling us you need to do something with your mind. Let your mind be focused, and this is the key, on the agenda of heaven. That's the second key, the agenda of heaven. And whatever heaven is doing in your space, in your life, focus on it. Set your mind on the things above. If you are already raised with Christ, don't be consumed with earthly things. I was asking God as I was meditating on this text. Ah, this is a very, very interesting text. Are you telling us that we should not be bothered about 
um, maybe financial challenges that we are facing through, going through? I ask God sometimes. I know the answer, but I, I really ask the question. If someone is having health challenges, should you not be worried about that? Okay, apart from challenges, just everyday life, work, children going to school, whatever it is we are doing. Are you saying we should not bother about that? I said, no, that's not what I'm saying. But where, what's the trap of the enemy? I'm saying, even if you have to do your day-to-day -day living things, or even where there are challenges, you've got to realize that trying to find your way through the, 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 the myriads of things you have to deal with in life and all that, if that is all that focuses, your attention is focused on and your mind is on, you will never be able to come up to a higher place. So in spite of whatever you need to deal with that are earthly things, that are necessary things, God is telling you for someone that wants to experience the resurrected life, don't allow those things be the primary focus of your life. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me this morning? In the midst of all of that, the agenda of heaven, glory be to God, must be the primary attention of what's on your heart and your mind. Let me give you a practical example of how this works. And I want to close with this. By the way, um, church workers, I hope you got the message. We're having a very brief workers meeting immediately after the service. So please endeavor to wait, wait for that. It's not going to be too long. And anyone that wants to be a part of the church workforce, and I'm talking about the agenda of heaven, this is how you do it. A good place to plug yourself into the agenda of heaven is to be involved vitally with what's going on in your local church. So God called Moses, and you know the story of Moses. Um, we read this again in the, in, in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 5, chapter 6, and 7. And God said something powerful to Moses. God gave him, showed him a vision of heaven, of the heavenly tabernacle. Please watch, watch, watch this very carefully. And Moses was supposed to build, build that tabernacle on the earth. And God gave him this vision. Make sure you build according to the pattern you saw that I showed you in heaven. What I showed you by the Spirit about how the tabernacle is in heaven. Moses was able to capture that image and they built exactly the same replica here on earth. The outer court, the inner court, the holy of holies, the mercy seat and all those things. He built it out of what he saw in heaven. These two points I've showed us actually work hand in hand. Because it's the Holy Spirit that will help us to see the things in heaven. It was the Holy Spirit that helped Moses to see that heavenly tabernacle. And not only that, to help him to reproduce the exact image or vision that he saw on earth. And that's what Paul was telling the Colossians here. This is how to live life, the resurrected life. And when you live the resurrected life and you do it the way the Bible says, you will always have next level experiences. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? God will show you visions of heaven. What is happening in heaven? This is what I want this church to do. This is what I want these people to do. This is what I want your family to do. This is what I want this individual to do. Something similar to the heavenly agenda. Can I hear you say the agenda of heaven? 
and in the process of you coming to reproduce that right where you are on the earth. Glory be to God. You are getting yourself set and positioned for next level living. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want to close with this. Talking about church, we, we can read um, about things we see in church. Just like Moses saw that image of the tabernacle and built it here on the earth, we can read about how a church should run. And that's part of what we want to do in the workforce meeting this morning. Um, this phrase kept coming to my mind. Um, that there should always be meat in God's house. Somebody say meat in God's house. Say it again, meat in God's house. And that's one of the things we need to do as a church. That's a vision. We can lift that one from scriptures and do all that we can, endeavor to see that there is, there is meat in the house of the Lord. And one of the things we want to do, meat in, in scriptures, it refers to several things. It can be feeding the poor, that there's physical food to help people where it needs to. It can be the meat of God's word, like we are sharing the word this morning. It can also be making sure there's always finances in the church. Hallelujah. There are many ways. So there is a heavenly scriptural vision of a church where God wants the people in that church to ensure that there will always be meat in the house of the Lord. Talking about what will always be in the house of the Lord, the other things we can see in scriptures, there should always be prayer in the house of the Lord. There should be fellowship in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. And when people he said, seek the things that are in heaven. Moses saw that tabernacle in heaven. And they reproduced that on the earth. We can also look at the word of God, get an image of what the Bible says should be in the house of the Lord, reproduce that over. This is what I mean by heavenly agenda. And every time we do that, and I can tell you, I was pastoring this church all these years, there's always a next level that comes. And that will be our testimony this season. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Lift your hands with me this morning. Say in the name of Jesus. I'm going to do my part. Come on, declare this. I'm going to do my part. Like Moses. To ensure there's always meat in God's house. Any capacity that I'm able to deliver, I will bring about the supply of meat in the house of the Lord. Imagine if that is what your heart and your mind is filled with. Glory be to God. Like Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 says, and imagine if we create an atmosphere, put structures in place that enable and empower people to do that. I'm telling you, church, we are going to trigger next levels, experiences for everyone that is a part of this church. And lives will just keep going from one level to another, from glory to glory, by the hand of the Lord. I welcome you to this season in the name of Jesus. You will not lack. You will not be stranded. You will experience God like you've never seen him before. Your life will never be the same. 
these six months, you will experience the promotion that only God can give in Jesus' name. As you embrace the Holy Spirit like never before, I'm giving you just two simple, simple things. As you embrace the Holy Ghost like you've never done before, and as you set yourself to be a part of the agenda of heaven in this house and beyond this house, may you see the promotion that God has ordained for you. I prophesy this over you again. May this be the least you ever be. You will grow from strength to strength. The same hand of God that helped Moses to bring the children of Israel out of bondage as, as long as he committed to that heavenly vision. That same mighty hand of God will back you up in all your endeavors. You will prosper like you've never prospered before. And God will show you his mercy and his grace and his favor on new levels in Jesus' name. I want us to pray. Rise on your feet this morning. We're going to pray again just for a few minutes before we close. Say with me, Heavenly Father, I commit to providing meat in your house. I commit. Now listen to me. Listen to me. I know I'm leading you with the words, but we can't force this on you and God will not force this on you. But with your own mouth, hallelujah, you can set your heart and your mind on the things that are above. Glory be to God. The things that are above. Ha! The things that are above. Glory be to God. When people read the story of Moses, look at me very carefully. All they see is this man that raised a rod and the Red Sea parted. Raised the rod and frogs came. Raised the rod and darkness. And those were amazing miracles. And that's true. But one of his deepest secrets, glory be to God, was that God was able to show him an agenda of heaven. And Moses committed to building and replicating that tabernacle on the earth. That was what connected him to the flow of God's power and the flow of the miraculous. And that was what triggered the next levels that they experienced. I prophesy over this house, as we make heavenly discoveries in the place of prayer, and as we get visions of heavenly agenda this next six months there will be all manner of miracles in people's lives in people's homes in people's families in every affair of every life as we put the agenda of heaven on our hearts and our minds and we get fresh visions discover fresh visions from heaven and replicate them on the earth I decree there will be all manner of divine promotion experienced and it starts from now in the name of Jesus say with me father this is the prayer you are praying today say father I commit to be a part of the agenda of heaven in this church and on this earth for such a time as this Open your mouth and just pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. If you can pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in the Holy Ghost. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email KMI Africa at Kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 
800 640 